Listen, listen, yo, T-N-E-K, that means the mighty don't kneel. You guys gotta know how I feel. Think something about politics, caster here. Something shut down, sister be here. The acclaimed have successfully defended. Caesar Basement Booker's Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Basement Booker's Podcast, episode 501, boys. NXT No Mercy Wrestle Dream. Starring the undisputed current, has yet to challenge, Basement Championship champion, Rich DeRiz, and myself, Basement Jair. And today we are here to talk about No Mercy and wrestle dream and probably other things rich what the hell i don't know what the hell wrestle dream i don't like the name of it but uh i get it tony khan has oh it's a dream match let's or it's a wrestling match and it's a dream match let's let's it's wrestle dream so i don't think it's the first wrestle dream is it a hundred percent oh wow that's interesting i think maybe it's, though it, I think it's also the first one that doesn't really have, besides Forbidden Door, that doesn't have a uh, like a a poker or casino theme. Well, this will definitely be the first Wrestle Dream in history, and I would go far to say the best Wrestle Dream of all time. No other Wrestle Dream can compare, seeing as it is the only one. But we can't talk about Wrestle Dream just yet. Uh, we can only talk. We can only speculate about that. But first, we have a lot of things to discuss. But first, I wanted to share a video that you may or may not have seen. And in order to do that, we need to use magic, and we need to switch to Basement Booker's vision. Here we are, folks, on the third screen experience for you. And then we have here the incident. Uh, uh, Matt Riddle, formerly no well, he's always Matt Riddle, that's his name, uh, over here at JFK Airport, which uh, I've been to, uh, Rich has been to. It's not that kind of place. So let's see what we have, what happened, what occurred, and what your opinion on this. Rich has not seen this yet. I have. We'll see what he thinks here. <laughs> Cup in his head. He was obviously drunk before. And that's it right there. Um, a lot to unpack there, uh, I guess. Um, I don't know. Obviously, you're not supposed to do stuff like that at the airport. Like, if it was me or you, uh, we'd probably be in a lot of trouble, I think. A lot more 100%. trouble than him. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definite. I I mean, seemingly some sort of drunken, disorderly kind of like wasn't sloppy like he wasn't like pushing shoving like he wasn't getting physical at least thankfully because you know being a former fighter his fists are technically registered weapons but definitely disorderly yeah i saw it i'm like oh well i guess that would be a bad look for a newly minted publicly traded company and uh i'm pretty sure data white was probably looking for any reason not to have anything to do with him (laughs) I don't even know if he had anything to do with that. I don't know anything. But we should we should try and get comments from Dana White. Uh yeah, I you know, I tried tweeting him. Um mm-hmm. as a non-blue check, I guess you just don't get anywhere. But uh you could only really aggravate people like uh Shad Rice Shad Ross Sapp of Fightful uh over there, but that's really it. Um so yeah, we'll see what happens with that if he winds up anywhere. Uh I'm gonna take a bet. I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna say impact would be the best place for him to make an impact. I mean, definitely, he definitely. Uh, he'd raise a star value over there, um, a lot more than he would going into AEW. He's less likely to get lost in the shuffle. Um, but you know, he's he's in 25 percent of the households that WWE is in, and you know. Oh, whatever. Well, yeah, he'll always be on the network. I'm just looking forward to the shoot interviews. I want those. I want to yep. know what's going on behind there. I want because he seems like a guy that he'll tell the truth about things, you know. But mm-hmm. as he sees them, also as most people are known to do. Mm. Uh, the other big news is that uh, as of SmackDown. And this is unheard of. This is this is unheard of. They actually mentioned Jade Cargill on TV. Mm-hmm. Make, tech, took the ESPN big deal, the all the press, everything when it was official, and made it known uh, to the world that a storm is coming. Which leads me to believe this is going to be a Cody Rhodes situation where it is the whole package. And I don't believe AEW owns her music. So she might mm. take that with her. There was music playing when they were talking about her. I don't know if that's like going to be hers or it's just like some generic stuff there to talk about her with or something. So mm. Definitely big news when they, uh, when they do something like that. When they already have a new name for her, allegedly, uh, yet they use her real name, which she also had in AEW. That's something as far as her gimmick i mean like like with, with cody why fix something that's not broke that's right rich Riz. why why indeed why fix anything that mm. isn't broke we are on to no mercy because this episode is going to be up before no mercy i hope to gosh that that happens and not you gonna happen what you need which is basement booker input or consistency. Richter is tell us a story. Tell us a story about Blair Davenport versus no other than uh Kalani Jordan, uh formerly friends with uh formerly known as Dana Brooke, who was involved in this. You were talking about this. What's going on here? Yeah, so right now, this match is I feel like what they're gonna do is they're gonna clean stuff up. 
the uh, what you call it, the linchpin of this match, the person that connects Blair Davenport and Kalani Jordan, has been fired. So I didn't see there was no build up to this this week. Uh, Blair Davenport beat someone up. I don't remember who. It didn't matter. I don't know if I took note of it. Gigi Dolan. Oh, was it Gigi? I love Gigi. Me too. I don't understand this. Yep. It was in Uh, the locker room. Gigi was stretching. She was getting ready for her match. I remember because she had pigtails. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So, yes. Then she got the light. The light uh, flipped. But also later on, I think she attacked someone too. But that's also the best way to do it is to turn the lights out because then no one can see you. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, no, no one could see the the chair shot completely missing everything except the ring post. Exactly, unless the ring post was the intended victim, which I'm right. still convinced that it might I, be. I don't know what that ring post ever did to Ricky Starks, but damn it, we got to pay close attention to his matches from now on. We do even closer. I know we got we got to watch tape. Anyway, Blair Davenport, Kalani Jordan. I feel like this is not going to be such the bang. I would like to see more. I I'd like to see more out of Kalani Jordan because you know she's a rookie coming up. So obviously she doesn't have uh, much behind her. She's going to need the experience. I feel like just Blair Davenport's going to out-experience her in this match. And she still has a job, so that means there's like some kind of plan. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, all things considered. And you know what's funny? You know, I heard a lot about you know uh, backstage. People are really upset about Mustafa Ali just being released like that. Being and you know he's in a thing. Mm-hmm. I heard nothing about that for Dana Brooke who was involved in this. So I guess maybe it wasn't going to be like a long-term plan. Well, this wasn't. They had plans for Mustafa Ali. Yeah, this wasn't as high profile. Ali was kind of like the the storyline was going back and forth between NXT and Raw. So obviously that had a lot more eyes on it than just something that's going on down NXT. Whereas like the mainstream WWE fan might not watch NXT and they're like, oh, Dana Brooks been gone for years right what happened kind of thing this is true now on to the next one right you yep. got a lot of going ons here we got a lot of matches to go through today there are seven total matches for no mercy and 12 for wrestle dream but that's later this is it finally it has come to pass Another match for this stupid, dumb cup. <laughs> Noam Dar versus um, Butch, I guess. Or is he Pete Dunn now? I don't know. Butch. He's still Butch. He's going to have Tyler Jailbait in his corner. Noam Dar, of course, going to have his metaphor buddy there. Um, and I think this match goes to Noam Dar uh, because... Butch, he's he's over on SmackDown now. He's a brawling brute. Mm. I don't see the point of bringing the NXT Heritage Cup to SmackDown. Doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, like what North maybe... American title? Well, that's a little bit different. It's, a, it's an actual championship. This is a cup. You know it's what I mean? Of, it's it's like the same status as a title. Yeah, but just think about these cups, these trophies. Which is what this really is. WWE's what do they not really good with do? Them. Exactly. WWE's not good with trophies. Yeah. So, like, the minute Roman Reigns sees something like this, he's pissing in it. He's pissing in this cup. This is Roman Reigns' new piss cup. Uh, you know, you Jeez. know, you want to be careful. You don't want Butch to bring that over there and get that kind of treatment. Like, 
King Woods and his crown just smash beneath the feet of the tribal chief? If he's even around? So. To quote Butch in his Pete Dunn era. I guess so. So do you, what do you think about this? Who do you think is going to win this match? Or? Uh, Probably Noam Dar. There's a lot of uh, extracurriculars going on there. And for whatever reason, the other two Brawling Brutes aren't going down to support him. To support Butch mm. there, um, and don't uh, damn you, Booker T. Because every time I hear his name, I hear my main man Mensa. <laughs> well, every you know, time <laughs> he's a smart guy, apparently. So that's wasn't he supposed to be like a dancing guy or something? Like I remember oh, his early promos. He was like at a club or something. He was a club goer. So I don't know if like he was. Quite to the extent of uh, Casey Casey over there, but... or uh, No Way Jose. Oh, uh, remember him? No way. Yes, I think that's the perfect way to transition to the next match here. Uh, oh, one more thing, Tyler Bate, turn on Pete Dunn or not? No. Okay, this match is supposed to be Mustafa Ali versus. Dominic Mysterio. Mm-hmm. And instead, and now we have what's first of all how this match even came to be. Uh Trick Williams wrestled twice on NXT. Mm-hmm. And he decided he wants a champ, he wants his own championship gold. Insert mm-hmm. went to HBK's office and inserted himself into a fatal four-way. Turned it into a four-way because it was a triple threat match, mm-hmm. right? And then became the winner. And now it's Trick Williams versus Dominic Mysterio for the North American Championship, which special guest referee, referee Dragon Breathly, uh, with probably little shorts and a striped shirt, I'd imagine. So he's always wearing little tiny shorts, you know? He's, he's always out there showing off, thinking he's better than us. He's really fit. Courageously courageously out there for the world to see. Doing mm. flips, jumps, soaring through the MF and sky. Definitely going to be a factor in this. Uh, I see... I would love for Trick Williams to win the championship, mm-hmm. but I feel like this might be setting up Dragon Lee and uh, Trick Williams to be fighting with each other. Hmm. Not Dragon Lee versus Dom? No, I'm thinking like maybe Dom moves on to the next one, you know? If like, because like you figure Dragon Lee and Trick Williams, right? If like they're, if Dragon Lee somehow, if Trick Williams feel that Dragon Lee cost him the match somehow mm-hmm. because he wants the North American Championship for himself, mm-hmm. then he'd probably take that personally and then maybe have them try to fight for a, a number one contendership and then do it again somewhere else. Because I feel like Dominic Mysterio having a North American Championship, keeping him in NXT, doing the stuff, will give him some more seasoning and and more hate because they don't like him being mm-hmm. there with that thing. Um, I don't know. What do you think? That's not bad. I, so I was almost questioning whether um, Dragon Lee was getting the call up. Yeah. And yet on SmackDown, and then they showed him in the crowd there. Obviously, it was for the storyline purposes. Uh, well, LWO because Ray kept putting him over. That's probably the only reason. So I doubt he's getting called up, but I feel like 
upper management is looking at him. Yeah. Did you know that Dragon Lee carries a Rey Mysterio mask in his bag? I do now. They said it on commentary. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a contest. Uh, so you think Dominic Mysterio retains here? Or yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know what? That's fair. That's great fair. showing. That fair. Great showings for a trick lately. But Dom is uh, too... I don't want to say strong over here, but he's too strongly booked. Mm. Um, he may or may not have some help. Maybe. Yeah, does Rhea Ripley show up? Mm-hmm. Does so. Rhea Ripley show up, right? And and if she shows up, or if someone else from Judgment Day shows up to help Dom, and Carmelo doesn't, that's just more tension between Trick and Carmelo. Yeah, definitely. Which is also a story they're working on. Yeah. So, after the match... I'm thinking Jay Cargill comes in, mm-hmm. uh, beats everybody up, and then just holds up the North American Championship. Yeah. Right? That's I, possible. 100%. I can see it. Awesome. All right. Next one. <laughs> up next, we got one that wants to just burn the ships and another one that wants to break everything in sight. Braun Breakhooker versus Baron Corbin. Big meaty men slapping meat. Kind of don't care about this match, though, honestly. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. I don't consider Baron Balding a balded. No offense, no disrespect. Uh, I've also been bald. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't consider him meaty at all. I consider him a tall, lanky fuck. Mm. Um, he, obviously, he's like you know. I, I when I think, I think Broad Breaker. I think the Big E's of the world. I think like uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. I think. Uh, Miro, you know, those guys. Uh, so if you guys are out there at NXT, you can't meet this. Does not apply here. Baron Corbin negates that. I'm sorry, it's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but I just don't see him in that light. Um, is this a kind of stipulation or is just like a regular fight? I think this is like a regular wrestling match, just a match. Big mistake. Uh, I see maybe. Who knows? We could have the reemergence of the Neanderthal himself. We haven't heard anything from him. Uh, perhaps the return. I forgot his name. What's his name again? Uh, Von uh, Wagner. Thank you. Von Wagner, uh, who could be out for revenge and maybe get involved in this. Uh, Broadbreaker should win this, but it could wind up a no contest and then just everybody just destroying each other. Instead, yep. Or if if Braun doesn't come out, doesn't get involved or whatever. I mean, Braun, Von Wagner, Braun and Von are too close. If Von Wagner doesn't show up, and then like these two, like they brawl to a no contest or a double count out or something like that, doesn't matter. Let's say Braun, yeah, Braun puts Corbin like through a wall, through a table or something. Jade comes out, picks. Braun Breaker puts him through the announce table and says, that's for Von Wagner. And then oh, she my God. Stands there victorious. What a baby face pop that would be. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Well, this next match is scheduled for one fall, and it is for the NXT Tag Team Championships. It is the family, which is just two guys. Uh, uh, D'Angelo here. That stacks over there. They're taking on the uh, those guys. 
The former Help. Lotharios? Yes, former Lotharios, uh, Humberto Carrillo, mm-hmm. and Angel Garza. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> and uh, they're going to take on the Creed Bros. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the mud, FTM. Or... Out the mud. Okay. <laughs> from the mud. <laughs> that's, too much, that's too close to FTR. It is. From the mud. FTM. <laughs> All right. Out the mud. Um, Top tier creativity there. That name. Out the mud. Yeah. The I mud. mean, it. Maybe it's a thing we don't understand. Uh, absent. It's from definitely this, a thing I don't understand. Out, out from this, the third man in the group, uh, mm-hmm. Scripps. Yep. Because Scripps just went straight, straight real from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like one, I might have missed an episode of two of NXT. And then he's rolling. He's playing CeeLo or something. He's rolling dice and doing the dice game. And yeah, because he's he a real bully. He came from the hood, also. Yeah, he he went hood Cirque du Soleil WWE. Duh, That's right? And he, isn't he, that the isn't that the normal career path? That would be mine uh, if I could, you know. But uh, I went if you could from Cirque du Soleil. if I could Cirque du Soleil all day. You know what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the parking lot managers here, uh, they, I think they might retain here uh, because without them NXT championship, they cannot keep the NXT parking lot safe, which is why Jay Cargill was able to safely arrive at the Performance Center. Thanks to these guys. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it looks to me like uh, Humberto Carrillo was attacked by a wolf. Um, do, what, do they have matching... Uh, yeah, they sold that they, from they Eddie sold Edwards from the Wolves. And, yep. Okay, I was like, I've seen this before on something I don't watch, but I'm yep. pretty sure. <laughs> Interesting. I wonder what the what the story behind that is. The the one on the Wolves was bigger. It was like shoulder down to like almost stomach. Yeah. So, like, did the same creature attack the both of them? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy that they survived. That's pretty good. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after this match, uh, oh, are you in agreement with this? Hey, don't be a stunad, of course. Yeah, unfortunately for them, Jade Cargill comes in, steel chair, cleans house, raises both tag team championships. The storm is here. Mm. Can't wait for that. Next up for the coveted NXT championship, we have him. Carmelo Hayes himself defending against... The most intense man in all of NXT, Ilya Dragunov. This is going to be a banger. This is going to be crazy. Ilya is going to be like super intense and physical. Hayes is going to be like super athletic, getting out of the way and everything. I feel like there's going to be something sort of similar where there's an unfortunate thing that happens. Obviously, they're not going to do the uh, trick title spot again, but something like that, where it could be that thought that Carmelo is cheating, but he's not. And Carmelo's going to retain. And then the lights go out. Lights come back up. A storm is here. And she takes the NXT championship, whacks Carmelo Hayes in the head, and holds it high. Unprecedented. Let me tell you something. When I talk to Rich DeRiz off camera, he's like really wired. 
She's like, this is what I want. This is what needs to happen. Okay. But here's what's going to happen in this match. And this goes with what you're saying. Because I also choose Carmelo Hayes to Mm -hmm. win this match as well. But should the occurrence, should, should Jay Cargill not get involved in this, I'm thinking this leads to Trick Williams, Carmelo Hayes. Mm. Because he doesn't win the champ- the North American Championship, he's feeling a little dejected, mm-hmm. and now he wants to fight, earn his way to that NXT Championship. Mm-hmm. Trick Mello in the main event of something, but NXT Championship. There's story there. Friends like really joined at the hip since like forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this, that could be freaking huge. Yeah. Uh, I see a lot of Ilya Dragunov with red chest. Uh, I'm hoping. Yeah, this is a far, far, far along prediction. I would love to see Ilya Dragunov versus Gunter in the main roster, like at WrestleMania or something, because they when they fought. And without no one in NXT UK days, mm-hmm. that match was like you still remember it. Even a nerd like me who's not really all into that kind of thing. Well, you was, also like, made good. You you also created a rather memorable post. I did. I did. And uh we don't need to talk about that right now. So <laughs> just remember oh, to pur- <laughs> just remember to purge your browser history. Oh purge my browser history. And now we are here. The official main event of NXT No Mercy 2023. We have the man Becky Lynch defending her championship against Tiffany Stratton, who we found out recently they ditched the daddy gimmick because she had they couldn't find her a daddy. They should have put out a search. We could have went out there and applied. I'm getting word Christian is interested. He is interested. Uh, you know what, though? They should have just said that he's dead. <laughs> um, well, you popular know, gimmick right now. That is a very popular gimmick, and it could just go on forever. And we will, of course, cover that in the wrestle dream. But we can't do that because this main event matches for the championship. It is an extreme rules match. I don't understand why they decided to go with an Extreme Rules match. But there could be a reason that it is an Extreme Rules match. Now, we've speculated throughout this episode. Why do that? Why is this the main event? I mean, one could argue it was always going to be the main event. It is Becky Lynch, after all. But the argument could be made she could have opened because opening... And closing, they are bookends, and they're just as important as each other as we've come to learn later in our lives. Wouldn't you agree? I would. I mean, there's a, there's a certain uh, clout going with being the main event than it is being the opener. The main yeah. event, you're more remembered. The main event, you are paid more. I'm pretty sure Trick Williams. I mean, the Trick Williams. I'm a trick, trick on the mind. I'm pretty sure mm. Dragonoff. 
And Melo have main evented before anyway. So, yeah. Oh, I'm not uh, saying Becky, Becky and Trish shouldn't be main eventing. They shouldn't because it's Tiffany Stratton. But That's I get your point. Um, I get it. No, we, we, you know, it's easy to confuse the two. They're both attractive mm. blondes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still say Trish is better looking because she's, you know, blessed by some kind of magic. Agreed. So, uh, look. Here's what I think. Mm-hmm. I think Becky Lynch loses the belt. Hmm. I think the belt goes back to Tiffany Stratton. I think an Extreme Rules match protects Becky Lynch because she's not going to be beaten fairly. Because a storm is coming, Rich Riz. A storm is coming. Jade Cargill inserts herself, and it's jaded. She's j- jaded on Becky Lynch. Take Tiffany Stratton's lifeless body and drape it over the man. One, two, three, and it's Jade Cargill standing tall, setting up her main event, I mean, her main roster issues with the man. Now, what a Mm. great way to start things off. I like that theory. I like that. Uh, Just a theory. I think, right, I feel like it's going to be a little bit the opposite. I feel like Becky's going to win. Oh. We've seen Tiffany can't quite throw, uh, you know, swing a steel chair. So I wonder if some of this is to, like, get her more used to it mm. uh, in a real environment. Set um, up a table, if you will. Right. So I think Becky's experience is going to help her out here. Even though Tiffany might have some help, Becky might also have some help. Uh, either way, Tiffany's inexperience is going to w- be what does her in. And we're going to get Manhandle Slam, one, two, three, and then Jade comes out, drops Becky with Jaded, holds up the NXT title to go off the air. We've done it, Rich Torres. We've inserted Jay Cargill into every way possible, <laughs> every match, except for the ones that we didn't give a shit about. But that's just an opinion. These are all very hard-working men and women, boys and girls, putting on a Pay-per-view caliber show, the HBK-led NXT. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm already looking forward to one hell of a show tonight. Listen, listen, yo, TMPK, that means the mighty don't kneel. You guys gotta know how I feel Think something about politics Caster here Something shut down Scissor be here Uh (laughs) The acclaimed Have successfully defended Scissor I was trying to do it like You know um Remember when it was um, when Shawn Michaels would like make in front of uh, Shane? That was the best. I love that. Like I, I keep thinking about that one for some reason. Uh, but yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he drops and convulses. The the dude that's uh, next to uh, is that Shane Thorne in the front? Yep. The not Shane the not Shane Thorne guy. He looks like he's Roddy. Like he could be Roddy if you squint your eyes. 
and you're like, this is like thick Roddy Shrog over there. Adam! <laughs> Adam! Uh, so, yeah, I really think the acclaimed on the Zero Hour will retain uh, the trio's championship. They, of course, have Daddy Ass with them, uh, who they say is the best wrestler alive for something. Oh, that's Mikey. So Mikey Nichols, that's the other guy that was with Shane Thorne in uh, oh. NXT. I don't remember his name there. It was Shane Thorne and... Something Thorpe, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. Let me see on his Wikipedia page. Nick Miller. All right, yeah. Nick Miller. Nick okay, Miller. That's nothing like what I said. <laughs> Nick Miller, Mikey Nichols. Eh, kind of. Mikey! Okay. And uh, <laughs> Bad Dude Tito. Oh, that's a great name. You know what he's all about. You know he's a bad dude. And maybe and he likes some Tito's. And, and Tito's his real name. Tito Escondido. Hidden Tito? That means the hidden. That's mm. kind of, ooh. All right. Uh, I, I, I don't want to go to a party where he's playing hide the Tito. I will not play hide the Tito with you, sir. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what's What do you make of this? Uh, so cool to see this uh, Aussie group on American TV again, and uh, doing the job for the acclaimed. Excellent. The acclaimed Africans! <laughs> well, everybody, this is a hotly anticipated match. So hotly anticipated, I have no thumbnail for Luchasaurus versus the recently orphaned Nick Wayne. Uh, I'm assuming he still has a mother, that's uh, not what I meant, but Nick Wayne, uh, boy, young guy, too young, gone before his time, because Luchasaurus is going to smash him into a pulp. I just don't see Luchasaurus losing to this kid. Like, he'd have to trip on a banana peel down the ramp, tweak his ankle, and, like, have to have that referee from Box versus Phoenix in the match. It's the only way. It's the only mm. way. Um, Rick Knox. Yeah. He's going to squash him. AEW seems to like to have these sort of surprise wins, even though they're not necessarily a surprise. Kind of like how Ray beat Santos again on SmackDown. Wolf. Right. The um, cracks are coming. So I, I don't know. Um one thing it doesn't matter because after the match Luchasaurus is gonna kill Nick Wayne. You know what? I can't agree more because that is very uh what is that like a that's like a minus six thousand on the uh, betting thing probably. <laughs> oh yeah. Next up we have what on any given day could be the main event of any card? Brian Danielson, Zack Sabre Jr. I said it before, not today, on last week's episode and probably the episode before that as well. This, if this were the only match on the card, I'm still buying it. This is going to be a classic. I can't wait to see these two go at it. I feel like because it's Brian Danielson's sort of retirement tour, it's going to be a hard-fought uh, match, but 
Brandedander will come out victorious. What do you think? Rich Torres, I couldn't agree more. I just don't see Zack Sabre Jr., uh, who is the current New Japan World Television Champion in this non-titled dream match. I don't see him getting the victory here, nor should he. This is, after all, the longest last dance in the history of wrestling, probably. I'm thinking this is going to be a phenomenal last year for Brander Dander Dander Dander. And uh, the American Dragon is going to pull it off, but not before getting wrestle effed all around the ring by Zack Sabre Jr. And then wrestle effing Zack Sabre Jr., vice versa. Uh, this is going to be like pretty close. Uh, I think you're going to have too many. Maybe that should have been the finish, or maybe that should have been the finish. But who knows? I could be surprised. Mm -hmm. And they don't do too many of that stuff. And it's like, wow. Uh, does Danielson submit Zack Sabre Jr.? Does Danielson pin Zack Sabre Jr.? I'd go with some kind of like blunt force trauma with the knees maybe. And who knows? But uh, is it Zack Sabre Jr. like super technical? Like, mm -hmm. to tap him would be, like, huge. I don't even think he would need to do that. I think protection, I think you want to do, like, a pinfall. I agree. All righty. We are in agreement. And, of course, Meltzer is going to give us 69 and a half stars. We all know he gets more excited than anyone. I'll be a close second. Oh, Sorry. Swerve's house, and we got Swerve versus the Hung, allegedly, of the Hung Bucks, Hangman Adam Page. Um, this is going to be something. Hangman seems to like to, without saying it, reference CM Punk when he's talking to Swerve. I'm not sure why. I think he was talking about how he used to not be able to do things, and now he can. All right, cool. I kind of don't care. I, there's no consistency to Hangman's story, and I don't care. He used to like, be able to do things, but now he can. Yeah, <laughs> he used to be able to not do things, but now he can. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, because punk. Uh, okay, whatever. Yeah. So uh, I, I'd rather see Swerve win. I'd like to see Swerve win. It's his house because they are in Seattle, but I think uh, TK wants to um, start to warm up the Hangman. You yeah. think? Yeah. Get him going mm -hmm. at Although, the expense of Swerve Strickland. Yeah, but, uh, but honestly, like like Swerve has a point. One big win, and Swerve could be in the title picture. And it's you know he he delivers mm -hmm. in everything he attempts. The Cinderblock stuff was stupid. That's not his fault. I'm hoping that wasn't his idea. But even if it was, someone okayed it. And agree that it was a, it was a good idea. I mean, look, does Keith Lee even wrestle anymore? As uh, he he went he went from Keith Lee to Keith the Gray, and now he's Keith Lee again. But we still haven't seen him. Ever since those twenty two takes, I think he's very upset about those fake twenty two takes. <laughs> I don't even know what that was about. I feel anyway. like yeah, good. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, I, I I agree. I think yeah. it's going to be Hangman because with Swerve, it's like, even though he wants to, what title though? You know what I mean? Like, right now. AW we, World title. 
I, I know, but like there's already looks like they're working towards something with that already. You know what I mean? Like, well, like MJF looks to be going with Switchblade now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a whole thing going on over there right now. So, it wouldn't be like now. You know what I mean? Like, so at the TNT Championship, we don't know what's going on there. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. Um, I would love it for it to be a world title, but I just right now, currently, it seems to be crowded up there. Oh, tomorrow is the anniversary of Antonio Inoki's death. Oh wow. That's actually uh, listed in the background for Wrestle Dream on Wikipedia. They'll probably address that around the time when uh Eddie Kingston has his match with Shibata. Very likely, that right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, just out of curiosity, Full Gear is the next event, which is November 18th, not very far away. Okay. Hey, yeah. All right. Yeah. Top guys versus bottom guys. Uh, well, winner of this one and still FTR. There's nothing really I can say about that except for Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Ouch, ouch, ouch. That'll be the end of that. Rich DeRiz, your thoughts? If Ozzy open to the bottom guys... Right? Yes. And they're from down under. That's right. That's the maps I mean. down there, to compared to our maps, are upside down. So that makes them top guys. And FTR bottom guys. Well, it's a good thing that we're in the good old US of A, baby. Right. And the only map that matters is the right side up map. Which is our map. That's right. I refuse otherwise. Patriotism. And what is to be... The dumbest idea a champion should do, defend the tag team championships by yourself against these maniacs, which I'm assuming they're crazies because they, 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 to me, they're just Bray Wyatt light. You know, that's all I'm saying. Uh, (laughs) So the righteous against MJF because... Adam Cole is hurt. Now, we all saw Grand Slam. We saw him hobbling around. There's even x-rays and stuff around, allegedly of his leg, from according to Britt Baker, who's never lied before. She wouldn't lie. And she's off TV because she's got to get Adam Cole from point A to point B because he can't do anything. She's got to drive him around to places. So that makes it seem like Adam Cole is actually hurt. You know? And look, I'm a guy, you know, I believe you when you say you're hurt. But maybe he is. But it could always change. And he's not hurt. It was me, MJF. It was me all along. It could have been that. Could have been Adam Cole. It I don't know. Maybe he decided to beat up Jay White to protect MJF. Maybe he's pretending to be hurt. So MJF has to defend the championships by himself because it's been Adam Cole who's been encouraging MJF to do things he doesn't want to do. Wrestle a bunch. Like, uh, do outside jumpy things, which he could be hurt from. 
defending the ROH championships on the same winning fighting for the ROH championships on the same night as wrestling Adam Cole. That was the first thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it could be some kind of master plan, or maybe it's not. It's or it could be too obvious. We've all seen the screenshots. Maybe you haven't, but I'll put it here. But there's a bit where Adam Cole and MJF are talking, and the Devil Mask is on Adam Cole's side of their little locker room thing hung up. Mm. I don't know if they play chess like that, but Jay White did disrespect that uh, MJF like that. So who knows? Who knows what that could have been? To me, that could have been anyone that's not MJF because that dude with the devil mask is too narrow. Like mm-hmm. MJF, you know that body type. Right. Um, I think the righteous is going to somehow lose this match. I just don't know, actually. I don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen here. This is actually one of the more fascinating bits here. Because there still could be cheating. Mm-hmm. Like, MJF could be helped by Adam Cole. Just because he's, like, his ankle is broken doesn't mean he can't, like... Just hobble over he's got crutches you know who knows i don't know mm. see you guys on title we could just speculate right um yeah it, i mean if anyone knows how and when to cheat it's mjf we know this so that's definitely uh definitely on the table um i don't know if they're gonna give it to the rights i like i feel like MJF saying that he wants Tyler to be waiting for Cole when he after he gets back. I feel like that's something that TK is actually going to make happen. Hmm. So I agree that MJF somehow is going to retain. Uh, is oh okay. So what if what if in order to sort of prove that he's friends with Adam Cole and that you know they're on the same page what if he asks Roddy to be his partner that could be interesting yeah he could there's nothing that says he can't have like a last minute replacement right I mean WWE taught us that right yeah that's true it could be any of the kingdom guys too it could be, but but Roddy but, would be better, right? Roddy is the one that has been fighting MJF for Adam Cole's attention, and it would be sort of like MJF extending the olive branch to Roddy, being like, "Listen, now I'm not trying to monop- monopolize his time. Like you, you two are boys. I get that. Sure, he's my only friend. That doesn't mean I'm going to be your friend, but that doesn't mean I'm your enemy. So, how about you give me a hand here?" Hmm. Could be I that like they, too, yeah. They they could do that. I feel like if if they're gonna do that, I think we might need one minimum one, maybe two or three segments leading up to this match. So they have a couple backstage segments with MJF sort of courting Roddy, trying to convince him, saying, Okay, but like I gotta get ready for my match. If you agree, just meet me out there. Kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe Roddy comes down uh, to be uh, just after the bell or mid-match. We'll see. That's possible. 
if only for the fact that MJF seemed adamant about defending the championships by himself against these guys. But maybe he's going to be smart about it. And what if also, the, mm-hmm. he what could if the kingdom, pull, uh, yeah. You what ahead. if the kingdom come up to MJF? Sorry to cut you off. What if the okay. kingdom come up to MJF to, to, to tell him that it's a stupid idea? And if he really wants to have the belt waiting for Adam Cole, he needs a partner. That's smart. That could work too. And they uh, can even make the yeah. suggestion that he asked Roddy because oh, Roddy doesn't have whatever. And like, he's only jealous of you because Cole's been spending all his time with you. Mm. This could be the most sports entertainment match of the show. I think I never thought I would enjoy Roddy's sports entertainment. I'm telling you, Roderick Strong is a sports entertainer at heart. Just don't, don't tell Jericho. He missed out on an opportunity there. Just saying. Um, you would have been fun in the JAS. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I agree. And it also could be like, you know, some Eddie Guerrero in ha- happening here, you know? Mm-hmm. Cole comes to ringside, got the referee's attention. You mm-hmm. know, MJF could just like, oh, he's got the thing on me. And like, oh, disqualification, you know, whatever. Uh, that could happen. Uh, I like your idea better. So we'll Thank see you. what happens then and see all right great perfect and then edge comes out on this day (laughs) next up we have the six-man tag match between chris jericho and the golden elite kenny omega and kota ibushi versus the don Callis family kunosuke takeshita sammy guevara and will osprey this Don Callis family business is interesting. I don't know if they're trying to mirror the family from NXT, but or the Heenan family or the Heenan family. Maybe it's maybe it's more like the Heenan family. Um, it's sort of a weird conglomeration. We know Will Ospreay is not permanently um, on contract to AEW, so I don't see how he's part of the family. He's probably an invited guest of the family, so to he speak. He could be like a third cousin. Could be. Uh, either way, faces are going over. You know what? I agree, because this Takeshita guy's got too many victories over Kenny Omega. I mm-hmm. think Kenny Omega should cover Takeshita uh, to win this one. Mm. Uh, so. I, I wonder, you know what? Maybe, I, I feel like it would be safest to have Sammy eat the pin. Yeah, you do that too. But it's his first his first outing with the family too. Yeah. Maybe Kenny pin Sammy. I'm fine with that. Wheeler Yuta. Ricky Starks. For reasons. Uh Wheeler uh Ricky Starks didn't like that Wheeler Yuta extended his hand in respect. I guess. And because uh, uh Wheeler Yuta needs a match. Ricky Starks needs a match. And then together they're going to fight. And Ricky Starks is definitely going to beat Wheeler Yuta. It's time for Ricky Starks to get a victory after uh, two times uh, being beat by Dander Dander and uh, some, uh, you know, uh, gimmicky matches, which we know now is to protect Danielson uh, since he was like his, he had like a shoulder injury or some such. So it seems easier for him to do those so he can arm. have his, yeah, his wrestle dream. The arm, 
Uh, not to be confused, but the arm does connect to the shoulder in some way. Um, right. So the song told me so. There, yes, uh, there is a connection there. Uh, yeah, the, whatever this thing. What do you think? <laughs> uh, which one is this? Starks and Yuta? A yeah. little out of nowhere. Maybe filler. <laughs> maybe there were other plans, and an injury or something derailed that. So Starks and Yuta. Um, I like Willie Yuta a lot. Starks is on kind of a hot streak. Um, I feel like you don't stop Ricky Starks' momentum just yet. So Starks goes over. I wonder if, because Yuta's lost a couple now, if Yuta loses again, if, mm, I don't know, one of the other BCC members starts to be like, okay, listen, you got to step it up. That's possible. Could have them getting stuff done in there because it's been kind of, Stagnant. Claudio lost his opportunity um, earlier on Dynamite, so I guess we'll see. Next up is a double championship match for the Ring of Honor World Championship, which, yes, seems to have taken the back seat. Kind of not touted as much since uh, Claudio grabbed it. Uh, But ROH World Title and the Strong Openweight Championship. Eddie Kingston defending against Katsuyori Shibata. Mm. There are rumors about uh, Tony Khan merging the Ring of Honor titles with the AEW titles. That's obviously not going to happen here. Uh, Like the unification? Yeah. Oh. Will he merge the ROH World Title with the uh, Strong Openweight title? Kind of an interesting merger. I don't know if you can. It's a New Japan strong openweight champion. Obviously, at that point, we're just dissolving Ring of Honor. Ah, I see. I see what you mean. Do it My guess is the TV deals that he promised by the end of 2023 aren't happening. Ooh. Oh, I, I, I'm a little bit more interested in this. This has imp, 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 implications. To right the future, I think. now, could Eddie Kingston win? Certainly, absolutely. Eddie Kingston could, you know, successfully defend, and then they could do a proper merger of titles between the Ring of Honor World Title and the uh, AEW World Title. That would be more understandable. Um, and then the strong openweight, he'll just drop to someone in New Japan at Forbidden Door or something, right? Uh, but. Like, Shibata's a legend, but I think TK is going to put Kingston over to sort of solidify his reign as ROH World Champ. All right. I think Kingston goes over, and then we get Jay Lethal versus Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Because I love Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal had some words for Eddie Kingston on Mm -hmm. uh, Rampage. Yeah. Thank you for that reminder. Because, like, the whole. Jeff Jarrett faction is held up. Right. Right. It, it, it's held up by Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal is the best one there in every way. Yeah. It's time you to know? change it. Yeah. Like, like, obviously, Jeff Jarrett is a veteran. Jay Lethal is a veteran also. J- Jarrett's around longer. Uh, but... Ugh. 
damn it, Jay Lethal is so damn good. He Jay, okay, Jay Lethal is like Shelton Benjamin in ways. Sure. And in like, a lot of yeah. ways. Because like they're they're both super good. So I feel I feel like Lethal's better on the mic than Shelton. And Shelton's not bad either. Mm. No. We remember remember when Shelton just was not very good, but Shelton improved a lot. Jay Lethal is very good on the mic. Jay Lethal is very good in the ring. He's extremely athletic. He can wrestle just about any style. Man, I feel like just that whole faction is built around Jay Lethal. And it's just like, you know, Jeff Jarrett's there because he's a veteran. Karen's there because Jeff, Sanjay, Reasons. And you have uh, Fake Kali. What's his name? Uh, Satnam Singh. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna, I got, say, I was gonna get the sing part right, but yeah, I was gonna say Runjin Singh. I'm like, no, that's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> um. So obviously, that like part of this faction, the point of them is to try to make Satnam Singh less green. Good luck with that. Just big guys like that kind of just have trouble with that. I like how like he came off the apron and just landed on his feet just fine, and he's selling that he's hurt. It's like I saw you just because like he's standing on the ring apron, Satnam Singh. Mm-hmm. And then someone like it basically like a knocks him off, but he just because he's so tall, it's like, all right, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah. Know? So, oh man, Ch- chicken salad, right? Yeah. The thing about Eddie Kingston is like, because you mentioned Shelton Benjamin, it's like, just be who you are. Like, not everybody could just be who they are, but Eddie Kingston's not playing a freaking character is the problem. It's not the problem. It's just the thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's just Eddie Kingston. I, I keep saying this. It's like, we live around where we live. Like, we've seen this guy. Yeah. That's why it was easy for us to just, like, at least for me to, like, not even recognize him when we were at the wrestling show. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, it's Eddie Kingston. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is Eddie Kingston. It's like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, on, on our way there, we passed him at the bodega. Yeah. So, it, it, he could be anyway. He's just a he's just a real guy. He's the literal everyman. Yeah, and I think that's 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 what his his appeal is. So I hope mm-hmm. he wins. Well, well, well. If it isn't Chris Zoolander, I mean Statlander, Chris Statlander, the TBS champion, taking on Julia Hart, who seems to be on quite the run lately getting her some good victories uh, over Willow Nightingale, who wasn't smiling so much the last time we saw her. So I guess that does matter, doesn't it, Willow? Um, nice little, uh, what was it, like a sunset flip off the top rope or whatever that uh, Julia Hart did on her. You know, Julia Hart. Yeah, you go, mood salt. I don't know moves sometimes. I'm, I don't know. So Julia Hart here, she's got... Brody King, he's going to be out there. That might play a part in this. But I just, speaking of, but I just don't see Chris Statlander losing this championship. The squat queen herself will retain and continue her run, her all, maybe an all-time run at being a TBS champion right behind Jade. So we'll see about that. What do you make of that? Mm, so first of all, I feel like, Julia Hart is a very credible threat. If I, I think I agree with you. I think Julia Hart isn't going to win this match, but I think if she gets a, a rematch, if she's the next contender as well, then she takes it because Julia Hart is on a tear right now. Uh, Tony Khan seems to really be um, 
happy with her work and pushing her. And I like it. I'm down with it. I want to see more Julia Hart. I like this character for her character for her a lot. Yeah. And then Edge hits the spear on Chris Statlander, holds up the TBS championship. That's neither here nor there. All right. He's an opportunist. That's right. Slightly related, tangentially, if you will, we saw a vignette on NXT this week. Someone was watching old WCW footage, and one can only assume it was Brian Pillman. That's right. Brian Pillman, son of the late, great other Pillman, uh, Pillman Sr., as he's known to be called in most circles. But you remember him as waving the gun Pillman. Uh, tragically no longer with us. Uh, his son looks to be coming to NXT. Uh, hopefully they do right by him because I don't think AEW did. Now, AEW definitely did not. Although, despite it is early in uh, young Brian Pillman Jr.'s career, but to be fair, we didn't like, I didn't quite see in young Pillman, what I saw in his dad. The potential is there. I feel like the Performance Center hopefully will bring it out of him. Yeah. that One can only hope, which there is. One mm. can only hope. Next up for the number one contender for the AEW World Tag Team Championships, we have the Bucks versus the Guns versus the Lucha Brothers versus the Orange and the Hook. Yes. Big match. And, yep. Fatal four-way. Um, man, I don't want to see the Young Bucks win again. I don't want to see Bucks versus FTR again. It's a lot. Well, let, let, let the Lucha Brothers win. Okay. 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 And the winner does indeed get a title shot at any time. Yeah. It's almost like money in the bank without the bank. Contract. Is it at any time, or is it just a future? Well, point? it just says winner gets AEW tag title shot any time. Okay. It's literally written on there in front of you. So unless they make a change to that, you know. Um, all right, so you got Lucha Brothers here. Yep. I'm thinking it'll be Orange Hook. Mm. I think it should be Orange Hook. Honestly, if it's not the Lucha Brothers, I think it's going to be the Guns. That's good. The bang, bang, gang. The bang, bang, gang. Yeah. Both good I, choices. Mm-hmm. I Not really like Bull Club anyway. Gold. Mm-hmm. I yeah. really like Bull Club Gold a lot. But I, I think it, uh, I'd love to see Lucha Bros versus FTR again. I'd pay to see that at any fucking time. But um, yeah. If not them, then the guns. All right. Oh, wow. I clapped. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen. This, from what I understand, I could be wrong, hopefully not, hopefully correct. The main event of Wrestle Dream. This is a two out of three falls for the TNT Championship. It's Christian Cage. Pictured Luchasaurus in the corner. Christian Cage officially the TNT Championship winner after single-handedly winning that championship by himself in that uh, match with multiple people uh, fairly and squarely, even though there is no such thing in that match. It's official. Darby Allen looks to get the belt back from Christian Cage. And apparently Christian Cage thinks that Darby Allen is hiding his face 
It's half of his face, you idiot. You could see half of his face. If you, I don't know what to tell you. That whole thing with him, just like he should have been like, "What are you stupid? Do you not see the half of my face that's not covered?" Like, come on. Anyway, uh, you know, we we we. It all can't be home runs, even though Christian Cage is on an all time run right now. I see Christian Cage uh, retaining the championship on this day. I see clearly. Uh, mm. Look, we could be setting ourselves up for disappointment here, but I think this could be Edge coming in to AEW. But there's a lot saying that he's a he's WWE for life. But he's no longer on the SmackDown intro, and he's not on the uh, roster anymore. And October first. He's a free agent. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Mm -hmm. Why not this? Think of the matchups. Like Edge versus Sting? I'm thinking Edge and Christian versus FTR. You think they haven't thought of that? They're friends? I'm sure they have. You know? But like this isn't Edge in his prime, you know. All right, is it Christian Cage in his prime? He's closer to it than Edge. I guess so. I, I like know. you know I don't like to say good things about Christian, but yeah, he's closer but to it, it than Edge. Yeah, it's AEW though. They let Sting wrestle. That doesn't excuse it. I think Edge has more in him than Sting does. Yeah, I agree there. Yeah, like. Edge, that last match he had with Sheamus was good. So, which apparently wasn't going to be his last match. It's just his last WWE match. Right. Oh, that's like the quickest turnaround. This is my last match. And that's like, well, I think in AEW, you think Edge might be going to AEW. You know, I don't know. It's not set in stone. It's all really speculation. It's like we had Terry Funk having all these last matches. We had Ric Flair having multiple last matches. And now... Multiple retirement matches, I should say. And now Edge. He already retired twice. There's also Brander Dander. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, but uh, you mean ultimately it's going to be Leo Rush with the most retirements. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The youngest retiree of all of them, I think. Yeah. If you have to think about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you, do you think Ed, uh, Christian wins? Do you think? Christian wins by cheating or something. Both falls because I didn't even say that. Oh yeah, uh, now it'll be two out of three. Yeah, that makes sense. So if it's two out of three falls, they could always do the whole, you know, oh my god, it's automatic disqualification because he's using the thing and whatever, you know. Could do that. <laughs> your favorite. That's your yeah. favorite. <laughs> I did it first though. <laughs> I said it first but, this time. But you know what? Yeah. The the most famous instance of that was Brock. It's the best instance of that. Yeah, you got it. Well, that was um, that was Iron Man. Iron that Man. was Iron Man. Yeah, that's different. Either yeah, way. why sacrifice? Okay, yeah, it's it's a little less smart to do it here though, since. But yeah, depending oh well. On if they mandate a rest period between falls. Yeah, because that, that that rule they go back and forth on. Yeah, we got to see they're so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, we good on this one? On this day, yep. All righty. So that was the Wrestle Dream coverage. Let's close out today's episode. We're going to talk a little bit about SmackDown 
And then we're going to head on into the sunset. Bloodline. Well, I'd be remiss, we'd be remiss if we didn't discuss uh, the happenings on SmackDown. Bloodline light happenings on SmackDown. Let's face it, no tribal chief. It is Bloodline light uh, in our opinion. Um, I, I shouldn't speak for you. Do you, do you agree? Oh, no. I, I mean, I, I don't disagree. Um, seeds being sown. Um, it seems that Jimmy kind of trying to not only push his way into the bloodline, because we have yet to hear from the tribal chief whether or not Jimmy's back in the bloodline. That's a good fact. But kind of showing some Roman Reigns-isms. Like, you know, holding his hand out for the mic for Heyman to give it to him. Then it's like, no, 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 I'm just playing, I'm just playing. And then just taking the mic. What's that? Uh, To me, it feels like little homie thinking he's big homie. Yeah. And that's going to be a problem uh, when the tribal chief eventually returns. Should he see fit to return and grace us with his presence? Not bitter at all. Just, you know, just just a guy. So. Three words we did not hear on SmackDown. Call Roman Reigns. I feel like. Last time they spoke, because last week's SmackDown was a little bit sort of a prelude to this one, obviously, as far as like Jimmy going off the rails, going into business for himself. And we know Heyman spoke to the tribal chief following that. I wonder if Roman, in his wisdom, said, let him do whatever he wants to do. Let's see what he's what he what he plans on doing, how he plans to conduct himself. Basically, give him enough rope to hang himself with, proverbially. And then next time Tribal Chief comes around, drop the hammer. Because otherwise, realistically, what's Heyman gonna do to what can Heyman do to stop Jimmy? Other than yeah. six call on him. I hate to disagree with you, but there was one call Roman Reigns. Was there? From Heyman, yeah. Because he had the phone up, and he was, and you could hear him say, call Roman Reigns. It was a backstage thing. It was okay. in the back. I think he, it was, you remember After he uh, harassed the PA, right? Yeah, something like that. It, it, mm-hmm. One of the harassments, because they beat up Ashanti Didanis. Yeah. Um. I, for a second, I'm like, who the hell? And then B-Fab, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. That's who that was. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because mm-hmm. it's been so long since we've seen them, right? Right. Um, And that's another thing. With Top Dollars, is he on a non-compete? I forgot. Because, like, could he show up at Wrestle Dream to help Swerve? I don't know. All right. Um, so, yeah, we speculated last week with the releases that since it's a release that they probably don't have an, a non-compete clause. But I... Mm. Uh, I haven't seen any news otherwise. SRS is your job. Fix it. That's Damn right. It. And back to the bloodline before I lead us off the trail like a fool that I am. So, like, I was, I think they might be getting the right, like, reactions because I'm, every time I see Jimmy, like, just bullying people, I'm like, this guy's an asshole. Like, he's just a punk. Mm-hmm. And he's like going around. He's inflated because he thinks he's acting like he's the tribal chief. Yeah. 
you know, with the mic thing, like you said, and going mm. around beating people up, making sure they don't tag team with John Cena against him and Solo at Fastlane. Uh, the whole, like, the whole thing. And Nia Yim just slapping the shit out of Jimmy Uso got a huge reaction from me. I had to rewind it back and play it again because good. I liked it so much. That was so good. It was I, great. The selling I, was good, too. Yeah. So I have if a comparison. Spelling, yeah. I have a comparison here that I just mm. love. Jimmy to Roman Reigns. It's like a gang leader compared to a mafia boss. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They both handle their business, but one is like one's big and messy. The other one is more, more low key, more behind the scenes, but more of a threat. Yeah, and Roman sends the guys to do the things. He's not doing the things. Right. He's not going around attacking people in the back. He mm -hmm. sends the Usos. He sends Solo. They mm -hmm. do that. Yep. So he doesn't really get his hands dirty unless he has to, like, at, in, in the ring when it's business time. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Um, I'm still, like, I don't know what, what Jimmy thinks he's doing here. And hopefully we hear from uh, Roman soon because he, we know he will be wrestling at Crown Jewel or mm. whatever the Saudi event is going to be. It's Crown Jewel. Um, so we know that John Cena, he was going to sign the contract. Jimmy came down with Solo. He was about to get put through a table. And L.A. Knight comes out. And let me tell you something, the people, the people exploded. Like, I don't think anything was piped in. Like, they were all in when he came out there. Like, hey, if you want to, but like, dude's over. When he, he went out there, did that reverse neck breaker on Solo, dropped him. Like, wow. Mm -hmm. That big elbow. Like, I like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I can see how people are like, oh, whatever. It's like, the people. it's not. It's not because he didn't. He goes from one rope and then he jumps. He doesn't go over. It's not like the people's elbow. In fact, to me, I would say it's worse. How because can of you, the height? How can you innovate? Like, like it's an elbow drop. How many other guys have done an elbow drop? How innovative is each? Right. You know, every elbow drop is going to be compared to someone. So yeah, stop saying. Oh, it's like okay, it's like the Rock. Big deal. I like the standing elbow drop. Yeah. I like the way he does that because he gets good height and it comes down. It's safe. That's like uh, the, the, the Dolph Ziggler, Jerry Lawler elbow drop. Yes. But luckily, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Uso is not an old man and uh, everything's fine. Mm. Uh, but yeah, when Ziggler does that, it's really crisp, you know, like, but when that's he does a LA bunch Knight, in succession. Yeah. He gets like, height uh, on the last but, one. But LA Knight, it's the one exclamation point mm -hmm. that's it uh and it's official john cena la night which we knew was going to be it but still you still appreciate the lead to and uh you know going into that but i got one question and this is bloodline related mm -hmm. what do you think cody rhodes meant when we're uh, he thinks we're approaching the third inning because if you remember, or he said we're not in the third inning anymore. I don't know what that means. Because like I heard that like whatever local team, like team in the area, they had like 
a long, long, long third inning, maybe because of a rain delay or something. I don't know. Oh, I thought it was because when Heyman was talking about the bloodline story, mm. they were talking about it in form of innings. It was, uh, I forgot if it was uh, SummerSlam. It was subpressed. It was a, like a media scrum thing after. I'd have to dig through history. But uh, people are speculating that this could be bloodline related because they there's still a thing about like this supposed to be a trade to SmackDown mm-hmm. for Jay Uso. Right. And the speculation that it could be Cody heading over there. That would be big for SmackDown. With um with SmackDown moving to USA from Fox next year, I don't know. I don't know quite how that factors in. It was kind of a glimpse of a thought, then I guess I'm like, I went to reach it, like, no, there's nothing there. Sometimes they it, just fly off, like when you blow a bubble. You know, yeah. you can't pop it. It's just it's gone. Somebody else's problem. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe USA wants some additional, some more regular star power on SmackDown since Roman tends to be a little more part time. I mean, you got John Cena until you got Saturday. LA Knight. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. It's it's just one of those things. I, I wasn't thinking like that deep. I was just thinking storyline wise to get Cody to. But I'm just so tired. And this is the last thing I want to say about every time. And it's I get it. This is just how it is. It's like Monday Night Raw person in the ring. The other side. You know, Judgment Day. Every time. It's like. It's like clockwork. Every time. All they the run time, raw. It's fucking boring. And I know. But what about the bloodline? It's the bloodline, mother. Because it's like. You can't you can't not compare it. You can't not compare it. The authority. Exactly. It's another skin. But it's <laughs> closer together. Mm-hmm. It's closer together. And less the authority. Because they had like power. Like, you know, office power. Mm-hmm. Judgment Day doesn't have office power. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, we now know that it will be a last man standing match. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. I'm thinking that'll oh, be boy. the day. That could be the cash-in. Wow. That's the smartest you know, that, way to do it. It is. So. Um, Man, I, I feel like it would be stupid to put Shinsuke to not put Shinsuke over Seth in the last man Sandy match when we know Seth has broken vertebrae. Yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, but you know what? That to me feels like a fast lane conversation. It's right. we don't have to worry about fast lane. Rich Riz, why don't you do what you do? You know, do your thing. I did have a thought. Okay, that's what I meant. Your I gotta thought. find it. I that's gotta find thing. it. I gotta find oh. it. All right. Uh, gotta rewind. Rewind yeah. what? The my podcast? Brain. Oh, my brain. <laughs> you said you knew that it was going to be LA night. Um, I maybe you saw on rumors or dirt sheets or whatever, but going into it, I was a little surprised that it wasn't The Rock as seen as partner. I would have loved it to be The Rock, mm-hmm. but the fact is, The Rock is too big for Fastlane. Uh, two, uh, John Cena posted on social media. It's like Hollywood, but like backwards. And you could see Los Angeles at night. 
you know, and that was kind of the plan mm-hmm. before. But uh, L.A. Knight had got COVID, so he couldn't do what he was supposed to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Yeah. But, all right. But, like, I, I mean, it's obvious – like we know rock is going to get involved with the bloodline storyline at some point. I thought that the Cena involvement would be the, um, I would have loved it. Maybe survivor series rock, Cena, Ellie Knight, and fourth face versus bloodline or just three on three. Well, right. As a, yeah, that's possible. Yeah. It's just, it's just so many things that we could talk about. For the fast lane episode, which there is, this episode is so big. I know. It's so big, and I got to get it out to the people. It's 6 o'clock right now. So. So, as I say every week, hit us up down below. There's the link tree. Throw us your comments. Let us know your thoughts on both of these upcoming premium live events slash pay-per-views. That is, that is no mercy. You're By the time you see this, I mean, fingers crossed. And, uh. What was it? Wrestle Dream. I hate that name, but okay, whatever. Fine, Tony Khan. You got this. And just got a parting message. Before that parting message, if you happen to see this after No Mercy and it's okay, it's not your fault. It's just that it's a real big time crunch. Editing this stuff is not magic, but you can always write down below how you felt about the matches and uh, what you thought about our predictions for them after the fact. Um, and rate uh, No Mercy and Wrestle Dream, you know, one to five, uh, how you feel about it. So, as always, the match of life is scheduled for one fall. So, make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers. Like, subscribe. Prayer.